I've spent the last 30 years of my life as a dental professional, not just cleaning teeth, but educating patients about their oral health and how it's connected to their overall health. It wasn't until I got divorced and started working with a mobile dental company traveling to schools that I saw with my own eyes how bad the cavity situation actually is amongst our children. And it's heartbreaking to me, especially knowing dental disease is 100% preventable with proper daily home care. I've made it my mission to bring awareness to how we can change our mindset about our mouths and establish healthy habits that will keep our kids engaged and empower families to take the chore out of daily brushing and create fun memories and cavity-free kids. My name is Sherry Wirtz, and this is Healthy Mouth Movement 411. Join me and be part of the solution. Together, we can battle plaque and make a difference. Welcome back to the Healthy Mouth Movement podcast. Today, we're going to talk about how to floss your kids' teeth. We all know we should brush our kids' teeth or have them brush their own teeth once they're able to do a good job on their own. It's recommended we all brush our teeth twice a day, morning and night. You know how I feel about toothbrushing. It's the single most important tool you can use as their fight against dental disease. But flossing comes in a close second. I call it the F word because most people don't wanna hear it or they cringe when I ask if they do it. So when do you start flossing your kid's teeth? Or the better question, how do you floss your kid's teeth? It may seem like a daunting task, especially if you're struggling just to get toothbrushing done. Flossing can be a crucial part of your kid's oral hygiene routine. I'm sharing my flossing knowledge to fill you in on when and how to floss your kid's teeth, as well as some pointers for teaching you how to do it on your own. So when do you start brushing your kid's teeth? You should start flossing as soon as two teeth in your child's mouth are touching. When the baby teeth first erupt, if there's not another tooth anywhere near it, brushing is the only thing you need to do. You don't need to worry about flossing. However, once the teeth come in and they touch, you need to floss to get rid of that cavity-causing plaque and bacteria in between the teeth and under the gums that your kiddos can't brush or can't reach with their toothbrush. Flossing also helps get rid of food debris that can get stuck in between the tight spaces of your little person's smile. And bonus, it can also help eliminate bad breath. You probably won't even need to think about flossing until your kids are around two or three. Many kids have spaces between their baby teeth that allow them room for the permanent teeth to come in. If this is the case, flossing's not needed. My daughter's teeth were touching and very tight together. Of course, the daughter of a hygienist and a dentist would have teeth that were really close together and needed lots of dental care. Children often need help with both brushing and flossing until they're age eight or 10 years old. Depending on the child, you need to make sure that you're available to supervise for the best results. So why is flossing important? Brushing teeth correctly and consistency helps move dental plaque bacteria and food debris. But regular and consistent flossing is another tool that's important to help fight against plaque and gingivitis because your toothbrush alone doesn't reach everything. Yet in many cases, your toothbrushing can't remove the plaque and bacteria that's hiding in those spaces that are hard to reach. This includes between the teeth and under the gums. In addition to removing plaque, flossing also helps remove food debris, plaque and bacteria that stick between the teeth and under the gums, control bad breath, prevent and reverse gingivitis, prevent and reverse cavities between the teeth, also known as interproximal cavities. You should floss at least once a day between each tooth in order for it to be most effective to prevent cavities that happen between the teeth. 
So there are different types of floss. There's string floss, there's floss picks, there's water floss, there's waxed, there's unwaxed, there's flavored, there's unflavored, there's wide, there's regular, there's thin, there's inner dental brushes and picks. So how do you know what to use and how to use them? That's gonna be a personal preference. And there's different flossing methods depending on which you choose. So there are tons of different types of dental floss. And which dental floss is best for you is gonna depend on which is simple and easiest for what you need and what type of child you had. Are they cooperative? Are they not cooperative? And that actually will all depend on you. However, we generally recommend opting for floss picks that are made for kids or water flossers that are gonna make it much easier. So once you pick the floss, what method are you gonna use? So if you pick a string floss, also known as the spool method, you're gonna wrap your fingers around the floss. So I recommend wrapping the floss around your middle fingers. You're gonna cut off a piece about 18 to 20 inches long and wrap one finger, a little bit around one finger and most of it around the other. So you're gonna lightly wrap it so you don't cut off the circulation. And you're gonna gently slide the floss in between the teeth using your index fingers to do the top teeth, your thumbs to do the top teeth, and your index fingers to do the bottom teeth, making a C-shape that slides the floss up and down the side of the tooth and under the gums so you don't cut the gums. And then you wanna come up and over that little triangle papilla so again, you don't cut the gums and make them bleed. So sometimes bleeding happens because you haven't been flossing consistently, and sometimes it happens because you're a little too vigorous with the floss and you're actually causing the bleeding. So watch to see which is happening in your case. There's also a loop method, also called the circle method. Again, you're gonna cut off a piece of string floss about 18 inches long and tie it in a little circle and then loop that floss around the tooth and come up and down it. Sometimes it's easier for little kids to do it that way. And again, you're gonna use your index fingers um, when you're doing the lower teeth and you're gonna use your thumbs to guide the floss when you're doing the upper teeth. And you're gonna make that C-shape that comes below the gum line so you can get plaque and food to be from between the teeth and below the gum line. So there's also pre-threaded flossers that all come together and they're already made so all you have to do is gently slide the pick up and down the side of the tooth, bring it out and go to the next tooth. This method is a little easier for kids to use once a day to floss their teeth. And these may be helpful for people who are just learning how to floss or have some limited dexterity. And it may just be easier for your kiddos to floss their teeth when they're learning this way. There's also oral irrigators and water flossers. And I have a podcast and a YouTube video on this. Water is an option, especially if you can't get your fingers and your floss into your child's mouth. And some special needs kids like that water. It's really messy, so I recommend getting a cordless water flosser and using it in the bathtub because then you can just blast your kid's mouth and it makes it a fun experience and not a traumatic experience. And I'm all about making oral health care fun. And these devices are also great around braces where food sticks or areas where toothbrushes can't reach. Again, water flossers don't remove all the harmful bacteria. So you need to use them in conjunction with a toothbrush or a couple of different toothbrushes combining that with floss. So how do we floss our kids' teeth? For kiddos who don't love to floss their teeth, it may seem like this is a struggle. And it may be helpful to try different positions and opt for a method that's easier for you, like coming behind your child or laying your child in your lap. Using floss picks and only having to use one hand so you can pull the cheek with another might be an option. 
I also have a video on what's called the knee to knee technique in YouTube that you can watch. If you're using traditional floss, you're going to grip the floss um, between the thumb and index fingers and again floss up and down. And you can teach your kids to do this. It's just kids have a little more difficulty with the string floss because of manual dexterity. So how do you teach your kids to floss then? Once you pick which floss it is that you're going to use, you're going to, and again, probably when kids are about six, year, six years old is when I recommend that you are allowing them to do it themselves. But it's a good idea to teach your kids to floss or at least watch them watch you floss so they see that you're doing it and you lead by example. So you're just gonna follow up with them just like toothbrushing and help them out and give them some pointers. So here's some pointers for you to floss your kids' teeth. Demonstrate how to hold the floss properly, either in your mouth or on something on their mouth or on um, a model that you can get and use. Teach your kids and then watch them. Consider using dental floss picks because they come in fun flavors and colors and kids seem to be more drawn to them and they're more likely to use them. I'm all about using whatever products you are going to use versus something you're not going to want to use. So you're going to teach your kids to gently work it in between the teeth and go up and down, not back and forth between the teeth. And again, if your child needs a little bit of encouragement, you can also use a brushing tart, which um, I have attached to the link in the description. You can just download that chart and you can check off when your child brushes and flosses. Or you can gamify it and create a prize for your kid. Um, my daughter was all about competition. So it was about if she could do it better than me and then I could get her to do things versus prizes that got old for her, but competitive thing is what worked for my daughter. And in my opinion, if you feel like you don't have time to floss and it's just stressing you out, I say skip the floss altogether and take extra time to brush your teeth with all the surfaces and different toothbrushes, whether you use a regular toothbrush or a specialty toothbrush. And I also recommend that you use disclosing or food coloring at night to stain the teeth and see where you're missing. And nighttime is what I recommend because most people have more time to do it at night than in the morning. Just know that now you know how to brush your teeth, your kids' teeth. You know how to floss your kids' teeth. And now it's time to get those pearly whites squeaky clean. If you have any questions or you're having trouble getting your kids to floss or brush, reach out to me, join the Facebook group. I have a Facebook page called Dental Hygiene 411, and I have a Facebook group that I just started called the Healthy Mouth Movement Group. And again, I will help answer your questions, tips and tricks. You can also go to um, my webpage at dentalhygiene411.com, and you can schedule a free consultation with me if you'd like a little more help versus then me just answering questions in the Facebook group. But as always, thanks for watching. Hope this was helpful and make sure that you brush and floss because a healthy mouth is a healthy body and a healthy life. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the Healthy Mouth Movement. Together, we can reduce dental disease. Yes, it is a disease. Cavities, gum disease, and gingivitis are all preventable, but only by you at home. Together, we can engage our kids and create good oral health habits because a healthy mouth is a healthy body and a healthy life.